starting on this journey and there's so many starting points I feel like, but just thinking about how I learned through uh, Gaia School of Healing with Sage was very much so connecting with the spirit of the plant and connecting with the energy of the plant and welcoming it into your body and your energetic frequency and really communing there first and witnessing how your body responds to that plant and gaining not only knowledge of what's true for you, but also how this plant can show up for you. And it's different for everyone because plants have so many different layers in how they work on you and work with you that learning in that way just blew my mind. And it was just so different from what I thought healing was or what I thought health was. It was this new kind of door that opened for me, for sure. This is the place of community connection, where we honor and celebrate each individual's unique gifts and passions, share rituals for all the seasons and cycles of life, and bring light to both ancient and modern practices that transform communities to the new earth paradigm. One that is more loving, compassionate, and life-affirming. This is the Nourish Collective. I'm Jeanette Seely, and I'm Kate Strakosh. We are so grateful that you are here with us. And we'd like to acknowledge that we're coming to you from Lenape land, right along the Matitaconk River on the Jersey Shore. We bow to our teachers, our teachers' teachers, our mentors, our ancestors, our guides, past, present, and future. Our intention is to offer an inclusive, trauma-sensitive space. We will be mindful about cultivating this. And we'd also like to acknowledge that we are both cis, able-bodied, white women. And we are committed to being open to doing better. Thank you so much for taking this journey with us. We are so excited to welcome our first official guest to the Nourish Collective podcast, Georgia Louise. So happy to have you here. Thank you. So I'm going to do a little introduction and um, just share, you know, some of the beauty that you're creating. You've completed two years at the Gaia School of Healing with Sage Moore, mm-hmm. and you graduated with a certificate in herbalism. She learned not only how to make medicine, but how to be an advocate for the earth through reciprocal practices and ceremony. Georgia was taught to connect with plants through guided tea meditations, building a relationship with each plant spirit one by one. Georgia continues her journey by getting outdoors in her local habitat and communing with the plants that surround her, connecting with local herbalists and wisdom seekers from all over. She's created Turn to Nature, which is a way for her to share her journey with plant medicine. She finds herbalism to have healing qualities that can support one's process in coming back to themselves, allowing each person to be their own guide. She believes that individuals have the ability to heal themselves through earth-based education and internal listening. And Georgia loves to lead plant meditations as a way to let the heart guide you to the wisdom that is available to us all, allowing Gaia, the Earth Mother, 
to guide us back home. So beautiful, Georgia. Thank you. Even just hearing you relay that back, I'm like, oh, wow, <laughs> that's nice. That feels good. So thank you for reading that and introducing me. So happy to have you here. And you and Tate have a very special relationship for a long time now, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. About. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. It's been special on so many levels to meet you as a person and to get to know you and to watch you really find your passion with what you've been creating and your devotion to it, which has been just a beautiful reminder and letting your heart meet you. Totally. We met through Joe, but through chatting about Yoni Yeah. And then talking more about Yoni health and women's health and then getting to learn more about your own personal health journey. And then as the universe weaves prayers together, I prayed to find someone to come on board and help in Sunshine Gates. And we've had emailed that morning looking for a job. <laughs> and that was just such a, a nice way to work together in that way. But it also, I feel like for both of us, it's such a beautiful space for you to grow and explore, focusing on detoxification, nervous system, curiosity of just blending different herbs. You were at that point, you had a garden set up in your ocean port. It was at my partner Taylor's grandmother's house. That was the first garden that I really tended to aside from when I was younger with my grandma. So yeah. So was your grandma the first person to teach you about connected to the earth? She definitely was. She was known for her garden of flowers. And I just love thinking about that. And she, I remember, would try to have all the kids over to help her in the garden. And she started a food garden and she had watermelons and tomatoes. And at that time, I was not for it. I was like, I don't have time for that, <laughs> you know. But looking back, it's, I just think of her every time I'm in the garden, every time I'm planting a flower. It's like, you know, I kind of roll my eyes at myself, like, how could you not go over there more? But also can, you know, find the joy in those memories of like, it's in my ancestry, my grandmother was gardening and, you know, you know, so many people before her too, their stories of people in my family, you know, growing roses and award winning roses, actually. Yeah, I think my great great grandmother, I could be wrong there. And then my mom's side, like growing potatoes and cabbages. So just always thinking back that like our, all of our ancestors have had their hands in the dirt and working with plants. But yes, my grandmother was definitely a big influence in my life. Beautiful. Yeah. And then from there, then you started. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of got pulled back into gardening with my partner, Taylor. He, he had went through his whole, his own health journey and, you know, created this beautiful garden behind his grandmother's house, Myrtle. And, you know, just has been hooked ever since. And he kind of does the food and I do the herbs and it's this great balance where we can kind of meet each other and enjoy just gardening together and connecting with the earth is it, it's really lovely yeah and that really shows true in the creation now that you've developed with your whole brand turn to nature and coming back into the wisdom of plants and guidance and the cycles of what has transpired to current day absolutely 
I feel like starting on this journey and there's so many starting points, I feel like, but just thinking about how I learned through uh, Gaia School of Healing with Sage was very much so connecting with the spirit of the plant and connecting with the energy of the plant and welcoming it into your body and your energetic frequency and really communing there first and witnessing how your body responds to that plant and gaining not only knowledge of what's true for you, but also how this plant can show up for you. And it's different for everyone because plants have so many different layers in how they work on you and work with you that learning in that way just blew my mind. And it was just so different from what I thought healing was or what I thought health was. It was this new kind of door that opened for me, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Now, when you talk about kind of this connection with the wisdom of plants, how would someone begin to foster that? You know, do you, I love your tea meditations and maybe you can share one with us. But for sure. What kind of steps would you tell someone who hasn't kind of walked that journey before? Absolutely. And it can be so simple as, you know, plants in your home or weeds outside that are growing near you. Because something that I learned through my teacher was the plants that are calling to you are growing closest to you. And I know, you know, <laughs> like, and it's as simple as that is like, there's dandelions and chickweed and cleavers. And it's funny because when, once you start tuning in and to your environment and seeing what is growing closest to you, it's pretty incredible to then learn about that plant and see how it actually is working with you and showing up for you. So for example, dandelions, and I'm sure we all have a connection and a story with dandelions, but that was really one of the first herbal allies for me. And it's this, you know, you think of, it's a bright plant, it's yellow. So you think of the solar plexus and you can use the leaves, the flowers and the roots. And it's really good for stimul stimulating digestion, supportive to the liver. It's a diuretic, um, but just sitting with dandelion, if you just sat outside with dandelion and kind of asked for the spirit of dandelion to come sit with you and come join you and ask for its wisdom um, and just kind of being open to what sh shows up and staying curious. And even if it, you're thinking, am I doing this right? Or is this working? And you know, those thoughts are definitely going to come through. And when you're starting this simple practice, it's about, it's about building that relationship and keep showing up. And it is a slow, slow process, but that's also part of the medicine is like slowing down mm -hmm. and tuning in with yourself and tuning in with this plant and arriving. And I think that takes us a little bit, you know, it takes a little while to just sit and arrive. And the more that you do it, the more starts to come through. And that's when the juicy part of the practice starts to like, you know, happen. Mm -hmm. So it's just hanging in there for the awkward moments of like, I'm sitting with the dandelion plant. <laughs> Is this working? <laughs> dandelion spirit, please come through. You know, you're like, oh yeah. But yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. 
again, let's remember in arc of living, slowing down to yeah. experiencing how plants are not in full bloom right. all year long, but yeah. honoring the stillness to watch. Totally. And then you think of like the cyclical kind of lessons that you start to learn with first you're getting to know your surroundings and then it's like feeding into that the the cycles of the seasons and it just builds and the practice builds and then you're starting to really tune in with the earth's rhythms and then how your body responds to those rhythms and like sinking into it all yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know yeah we need so much more of that i know Kate, how you said with the art of living, it's a big part of it. Yeah. It's necessary for us to begin to slow down, mm-hmm. to pay more attention. Yeah. Yeah. And even though we are here together in April, but yeah. just visualizing your garden for what it is right now and your new project that you're working on the farm. Yeah. I'm so that. excited about that. <laughs> what it will look like and, and the energy that it's part of it in midsummer and then coming through into the harvest season and celebrating and then extracting all these lessons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you share a bit more about <clears throat> your new endeavor? For sure. So I was blessed with land on, I used to work at Oasis with a coworker of mine, Rob, and him and his brother, they would do the CSA for Oasis. And we've always stayed in contact and, you know, just being in the growing world and the herb world, I always would put it out there. Like, I just want to grow herbs. I just want to grow herbs. Like that's a dream. And there were some other opportunities that like came by and I, it didn't feel completely right. But anyway, he has this, he has farmland on family land in Farmingdale. And he offered me a little piece of it, which for me was a big piece. You know, I've never grown this much. And yeah. So I kind of kept it very quiet into myself. It was like, kind of like when spring happens, it's like that fresh newborn baby where you're like, she's not ready for the world yet. <laughs> and I only had just put little seeds in and I was like, is this really happening? Like, and then I started, you know, digging the dirt and putting the beds together and I got the compost. And after that of putting my time and energy into the land, I was like, Whoa, okay, here we are this is happening. And it was one of those things where I've never felt so much support. Things are just unfolding and things are unfolding that are just lining up. And there's a, there's a sense of ease and it feels really good. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I'm so excited. Yeah. (laughs) It makes me think of a a few years ago, even close to a decade the United Nations said that one of the best things we can do for humanity is each have our own gardens. Yeah. It's really a powerful statement by them, but kind of this idea of food sovereignty mm-hmm. and reconnecting with nature and yeah. tending to the land and listening to the wisdom of plants, it really brings us home to what's true and what's important. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just thrilled for you and mm-hmm. for the community you're going to be sharing this with. I know, I know it'll be a lot more herbs than I'll need for just myself. <laughs> so I'm hoping that's my kind of next step is getting some hands to help me, which that it seems like there's plenty of people that want to come help and then seeing how to bring it to the community. So 
Yeah, I'm excited. But I also speaking to like, everyone should have be growing, you know, even just a little bit of their food or herbs. Zach Bush, I remember him saying, you know, when he starts working with someone, he would always recommend like start growing your food. And that just like, I remember hearing that and being like, wow, a doctor's telling a patient to grow their own food. And I was like, that's revolutionary. Like, wow, like I've never heard that. And I just got really excited about that. But yeah, I think everyone should grow something. Yeah. Yeah. What are you most excited about for the next this season of spring and summer upon us? I think, ooh, warm weather. I know we're all like, I think just growing more and being out on the land more in a in a way that I've never done before and having this kind of new potential and new I think just the newness of this like I'm really excited that I can you know plant a bunch of rosa rugosa plants and I really just want to plant a lot of roses and uh, yeah and just see how this unfolds. I'm really excited about it. It's such a lesson in letting go and surrendering. Yeah. Working with the earth, right? So we can tend in the best way and try to control as much as we can, but really this higher force of how seeds are planted and who blooms and who blossoms and the ones that, that don't sprout. And to look at that as a lesson in the the big spectrum of life and, and the journey. And it's easy to sit and have a conversation like this. <laughs> but what if someone had never gotten their hands in dirt before mm-hmm. and really inspired this year to come back, even if it's a pot on their, their patio, what would the first step in, in guidance and offering some support be? I think starting small and knowing that you can always build off of that because there's so much potential in what you can do that you can get overwhelmed and defeated by what you're not doing. So an, an herb that I think brings me a lot, uh, like lots of joys, calendula. And I think it's like a family herb that like everyone can first of all, like it's super easy to grow and it's really versatile. So you can dry it and make an oil with it. You can use it as a tea and it's edible too. So you can like sprinkle some of the petals on like salad. So that one I love and it's super good, you know, the, you know, the lymphatic system and, you know, antifungal, antibacterial, good for digestion. So I think, you know, finding herbs that call to you, but also starting small and even resistant to say this, but like oregano, you know, because that sounds so boring, but like oregano is such a powerful plant and it's delicious even if you cook with it. But yeah, thyme is another one, especially with all the like respiratory stuff, like having fresh thyme and doing like herbal steam pots for your lungs is super good or just having it for food again. But starting small and being okay with that, you know, and you know, every year being, and just knowing that the next, like there's going to be another spring and another summer and that always getting excited to build on top of where you just were. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It feels very inviting. Yeah. Approachable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It can get overwhelming. (laughs) Yeah. How would you feel about 
leading us into a little bit of a tea meditation. We have this beautiful sure. tea from you here. And it's yeah, uh, for sure. Wisdom, wisdom of water. water. Yeah. yeah. So this blend I created, I created, so I'm taking this seven month Blue Lotus course with this woman, Adrian, and it's beautiful. My friend, Lori, actually is the one who showed it to me and I, I signed up, but this was created kind of as an ode to that. It was during uh, sacral chakra month. And so it's blue Lotus, butterfly, blue pea, which is another super, like, it's like a sister ally, gochi cola, passion flower, rose, jujubes, tulsi. And I think that might be it, but it's super relaxing and super good for the nervous system. But yes, I would love to lead you through a, um, a cheap meditation. <laughs> so I'll pour us some. And tea meditations can be done with, you know, just how I learned was with just one herb. And I love it to do it that way because then you can kind of focus your, your attention on one specific energy. But having tea blends are great too. Can you more? Yeah. A beautiful color. It was like, yeah, so special. That's the blue pea. She's incredible. She's actually, I think, okay, are we going to get the same family as red clover? And I'm totally spacing, but she's a nourishing herb, which is kind of cool. I, you know, when I went to Thailand, she was growing all over. So I'm thinking like Asia. Yeah. The tropics, but she also grows in, she was growing in Florida when I visited Lori. And that's when we really like communed with her. We brought her to this, we went to the Springs in Florida and yeah, I feel like our third eyes just kind of opened and we were just in this dreamy kind of water, watery world. <laughs> so I always ask everyone to hold the tea right in front of their heart space. And just settling in and taking a few deep breaths. Mm. Just opening up to your senses. Feeling your body in this moment. Hearing any noises around you. And bringing the nose up to your cup just to smell and awaken your senses. The olfactory. Inviting the plants of this blend to come commune with us. Inviting them into our sacred circle. Maybe anointing your third eye, dipping a finger into your tea. Anointing your throat, 
or your heart if you feel called to. Breathing into your heart center. Awakening your heart perception. Asking the herbs to meet you here. Meeting you here in your sacred center. And when you're ready, taking a sip of tea. Allowing the tea to awaken the sense, senses of taste. Following the tea from your mouth, down your throat, past your heart, into your belly. Inviting the plant spirits of butterfly blue pea, blue lotus, tulsi, gotukola, rose, and jujube to join us. Taking a sip whenever you feel called. Maybe one of these plants is calling out to you and focusing in on that particular one. Inviting the medicine of this spirit to come into your body. May you receive it at a cellular level. Breathing into the wisdom that this plant is offering you. Asking it to share messages with you. Maybe it's a color or a word that comes through. Maybe it's a sensation in your body. Taking another sip of tea. Asking the plant spirit to show up in your body where it's needed most. Just placing a hand there. Breathing into this space. Into the energy that's being stored here. 
allowing it to rise, to be seen and felt. Asking for any last messages to come through. Thanking the plant spirit for showing up. For communing with us. Thank you for its medicine. And slowly returning and opening your eyes when you feel ready. Thank you. That was such an invitation to just yeah. really move into the body and to just experience all the medicine yeah. from each of the plants and the Totally. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And if you're listening and you had the opportunity to just imagine or have your own cup of tea and connect with those herbs and how they're moving through your body in that beautiful way. That is just such an invitation to have every cup of tea be ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. It's different than the fast paced, you know, you know, pills and I got to get my supplements in and which I do, (laughs) but it is an invitation to slow down and and to feel the medicine that's being offered to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You offer live in person tea meditation. Yes. Where can people find out what you offer? Definitely my Instagram is probably where I'm the most active and will update and share dates and times. So turn to nature on Instagram and yeah. We'll make sure to put everything in the show notes so people can connect with you and even purchase from you online right yeah so my website to people who are not local or absolutely yes yeah because this is your work and the oils and tea blends that you created that I've had the privilege of experiencing are all so magnificent thank you they're really really special thank so. you so much I love making them and you do a lot of work with personalizing and customizing absolutely yeah, that. I have a lot of people reach out through um, my website. We'll have my email address on there or through um, social media. And I can definitely work with customizing blends. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Thank you for sharing all these gifts with of us course. today and being part of this. Of course. <laughs> Such a joy. Thank I you. Ever to, to be with you, to spend time together and 
to experience your gifts, which are super profound. Thank you so much. Thank you, Georgia. Thank you, Jeanette and Kate. I really appreciate it. We'll share more of your magic. Let's to come. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>